Hello, this is Christy Kendall with the Line Yourself to Success podcast. And around here, our passion and purpose is to empower entrepreneurs to extraordinary profit through highest level transformation. When you begin with your mind and alignment, you are limitless and you are powerful. We have a very special guest with us today, and I'm going to let her introduce herself and a little bit about what she does. Hi, everybody. I'm Sivia. It's lovely to meet you. Uh, I'm a life and wellness guide. Um, I focus on all things spirituality, mindset, and transforming our subconscious beliefs and freeing ourselves from them so that we can really come into our true power. Yeah, I love that you call yourself a soul coach. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that and how did you, how did you get here? to be a soul yeah definitely um so I think my journey started when I was very young um I was probably about 13 years old um and I think that's when some of my traumas started to come through or some of my limiting beliefs started to come through um at that age um and I grew up in a household which was quite religious as opposed to spiritual so I was programmed um in a very specific way uh, along with that being an Asian female and then on top of that um, with my parents um, having come sort of from Africa migrating to the UK they brought with them this need to hold on to their heritage and their culture um, which was then passed on to my siblings and myself and that kind of programming and conditioning of what an Indian girl should be like and what the aspirations should be and a lot of it was was around sort of educating ourselves and sort of getting married and having children and that is your happiness which went against everything that was kind of my soul was kind of screaming out to me like this doesn't feel good like this is not true to what you really you know feel internally and I think it was that kind of innate sense of me really going against pretty much everything that that my parents were trying to ingrain into me from a very young age. So I fought quite a few battles with them and broke a lot of sort of barriers along the way. Um, and I, I think everything kind of led to me doing this through, even through my professional career. I remember, you know, I was 13 and a friend of mine asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was kind of like, well, I want to be a writer, of course. Um, and then even his response was like, oh, but surely that's something you do when you're 40 and you're retired. And I think, you know, from that point as well, it kind of fell off my plan kind of thing. And it's just these things that society and culture and our parents and grandparents kind of ingrain in us that aren't the things that you should do, like you shouldn't be following your, you know, that thing that feels good to your soul. I've ended up being a writer anyway, but it's only happened very recently. But these are the funny things that kind of bring you bring you, you back into 40? alignment. Sorry? Are you almost 40? Yes, yes, next year I turn 40. Yeah. <laughs> Divine timing according to the belief, right? Exactly, exactly that. But it was breaking through all of those things because I had to, you know, um, I was going to study journalism at, at university and I decided not to. And I started working for a digital copywriting agency early in my career. And then I went into something else. So all of the things have kind of led me to, to that path. Actually, last last week, Christy, I just um, got published on Mind Valley, which is massive for me, obviously, because it's in sort of the wellness industry as well. So that was a nice um, a nice bonus as well. But yeah, everything kind of always realigns for you, I think. And I think the more that you kind of focus on 
unlearning the programs that we're taught from childhood and freeing ourselves from them, the more you come into your own power and your truth, right? And that's really where your joy and your happiness and your peace sits. Yeah. And you are going to share with us today the journey to self-mastery with three specific programs to overcome for inner peace. So we're super excited about that. But we're going to start with this little card, the card I pull. By now, everybody's yeah. familiar with this, the and cards. And these cards are just designed to create connection and induce conversation at a deeper level. So feel free to answer however you want to. And this always leads us right into our, our topic and what you're wanting to teach us. And the, the other thing I just have to say is I love how the universe works. It's all of a sudden, this whole week, I have had coaches and healers that are very focused on, you know, healing parents or children um, that work with teenagers or children directly. And it's not something that I'm, um, that I, I hear about a lot. And so you're like the fourth one this week. So it's really exciting to see that because I think, I believe, I know when we can reach these kids at such a younger age and enlighten them and give them some emotional intelligence and some mindset to give them, you know, mindset so they can have an easier time of things. And when I, when a teenager has <clears throat> that emotional maturity, they sort of become leaders in their family and they begin yes. to make those transformations within their family. And it's really powerful and it's really dynamic. And I see I see how powerful that is. So I love that you are fitting right in with that energy of yeah. these. <laughs> obviously, it's just, again, like you said earlier, divine timing, right? Like this, this yeah. is obviously the week to focus on, on that area. I think the key thing about, you know, working with, with, for me, it's really working with parents and, and professionals um, because I do believe that within a generation or two, we can like completely rid ourselves of these limiting beliefs and imagine what kind of a powerful world would create if people are living in their true essence instead of in these kind of blocked or repeated behavior patterns that have come from you know fears essentially right yeah yeah that you know the growth mindset the mindfulness living that way I read this I read this thing about if we can teach our eight-year-olds mindfulness and meditation, we would eradicate violence within a certain short period of time. And that just, <clears throat> excuse me, that just resonated with me so much. And I, I <clears throat> set the intention to just think about that and that positivity so that it grows and it manifests because I definitely would love if I, my, my child's 25, but had she been a little girl and been introduced to that, I sure wasn't there when she was eight years old, five years old, you know, so such a blessing. And so we're going to pull this card. So we don't know what it's going to say, but we're pulling it. And it says, Oh, when was the last time you felt really connected to someone? That's a good question. My niece, I have a story about my niece and it was probably um, maybe a few weeks ago, um, but we're, we're very close. Um, and uh, she, um, I have this thing where I have to follow through on my actions. And it's something that again, relates to my childhood where I, I felt let down quite a lot. And I just didn't feel like I had the right level of trust there with my, with my loved ones or my, my, my role models and my caregivers. 
Um, so I had spoken to her in the morning and, and I said, I'll call you in the evening. And I didn't call her that evening and it was on my mind. It was pulling on my heart and I was just like, I need to call her. So I called her the next day and I said, no, no, I'm really, I'm really sorry. I just wanted to call you to say, to apologize for not having called you yesterday. And I promised you that I would. And it was great because she was just like her amazing, you know, five-year-old self and jumping around to dancing to, I think, Dance Monkey in the background. And she was like, oh, I'm, I'm really busy right now, but that's okay. And then she just carried on. But that, that, you know, in itself is just something that's so beautiful because it wasn't a bother for her. But I knew in my mind that if I continue behaviours like that, that's going to be a letdown to her and that will impact her trust in the future, right? So I just wanted to follow through on something so that she knows that she can come to me and trust me. And I think for, for me, that was a connection moment, a really one that I know will, would have been a defining point for her. Yeah, and she might have carried on because that it wasn't a big deal, but that's because she has the trust instilled already. Yeah. Had that been a continued pattern, it would have been a different story. So Exactly that. And it's okay for us to do these things, right? This is the thing. It's okay for us to, um, I don't really believe in perfection, but it's okay for us not to have everything under control as long as we do go back, like make amends, apologize, and then ensure that we're kind of conscious about making sure it's not a pattern, right? Right. And letting them know to communicate that plans do change. Things yeah. do happen, but the consistency's there and the communication's there. And exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's beautiful, especially at five. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> yes. Okay. So share with us how you discovered this journey to self-mastery and where did these three programs to overcome for inner peace surface in your life and then I'm sure you'll be sharing with us what they are yeah yeah um I think the journey to self-mastery for me came through a few years ago actually so I've been working on my spiritual journey for a really long time anyway uh, but I went through two I would say my biggest spiritual awakenings um in about 2020 and they were like across like three months each which is quite intense it's pretty intense to go through um all of the shadows I think that come across for you um and then to work through them and heal them and it was things like that scarcity mindset or the the fear of never you know of not being good enough and not being valued and not understanding my worth and all of these things were coming up for me to to heal them essentially um and working through those would allow me to actually be in my power, to transform, right? So that I can live from my soul space rather than through this vision of what people expect of me or what's this, what, you know, what I should represent myself as in society. Um, so yeah, so for me, I think the journey started a long time ago, the programming started a long time ago. Um, and then breaking some of those chains and cycles with my parents started a long time ago, but actually fully living in it. I think started a couple of years ago and then it led me to um actually what I'm what I'm working on now um to to my purpose essentially which is again to to write from my heart and through my experiences um to kind of raise awareness of living consciously with with ourselves first I think we all have to understand our own needs and where our blocks and our limits lie so that we can in, ensure that we're not 
instilling them or kind of carrying out those programs with the future generation. And I think, so my three, my three key things um, to get to your space, the three programs that I, I worked on many, but three of the key ones um, were that kind of, that fear of being alone. And that again, for me was embedded in my mindset, right? Because of my age, because of my culture, um, the expectations of a British Indian female. And there was just like this overwhelm of, you know, will I ever be happy if I'm not with somebody? And that's just instilled in your mind. And it's it's a false belief, isn't it, really? Like, that's not the way we should be living our lives. Um, and the other thing for me was the fear of judgment. And again, this was like a society, a cultural thing. Um, my dad um, kind of paid service in our, in our community for like 35 years. So everybody knew him and all eyes were on my siblings and I in terms of, you know, what you're doing, who's doing what, who's seen with who, and that kind of having to uphold this, this reputation, I guess, that he has built for himself, um, having come to the country kind of kind of alone without his parents. And then what others think of us. And that plays like a massive part in society and how we view ourselves, right? Because we're busy constantly showing up the way we're expected to show up rather than showing up in our truth so we we're always super careful about how we came across because you know you're programmed to believe that you know oh if she's educated or if she's domesticated if she can cook or she's at a certain point in her career or she's not married by you know 21 I remember I remember I was at university I hadn't even finished my degree so I must have been 20 and my mom was like okay so we need to start looking for you for someone now looking for someone for you now and I was just like that's it to me it was just like mind-blowing I was like this is mental um and then that judgment of like you know if they don't have kids or if you're not married or if they don't attend all of the functions in the community and you know we're just constantly doing things to please others and you're never satisfying yourself. And actually, you don't know who you are because you've just been living to what everybody else has told you to be. Um, so for me, yeah, very much it was about sort of overextending myself to a point of just burnout and usually ending up feeling, you know, after years and years and years of this, you just end up feeling like resentful and frustrated and, and sort of angry for not being able to just just be <laughs> which is what I'd hope for all of you know all of the kids in the future and actually even us as adults you you want to just be able to be and live in your truth so yeah and then I think the third thing which was key for me um the third program is that fear of lack that kind of scarcity mindset which was programmed into me um and we didn't grow up with much um, as I said because my parents migrated from Kenya and Africa but um they both worked full time and the focus was, you know, educate the kids so that, you know, my siblings and I can have a, can have a better life. But at the same time, I must and I must have had this thing sitting in my subconscious, you know, since before I was even 13, because that's when I actually got my first job. It was illegal for me to work at that age. I don't know what, what the regulations are across across, um, you know, across the globe. Um, and I worked in a shoe shop on the local high street. Um, and then ever since 16, after that, I was working, you know, to fund like my studies and my fees and things like that. Um, but I never wanted to feel like I didn't have enough. 
And again, that's because that's how I grew up feeling, right? Because then that's a, a generation pattern that's come from my parents, which, which is fine and it's what it is. But that feeling was ingrained in me. So I felt like I had to work harder to be the best in my career. And I had to work longer and I had to build a reputation for myself and be amazing at what I did. But being in that cycle of constantly overachieving and thinking that the more money I made, the more worthy I am, you know, the happier I'll be. And actually, all of that is a false belief, right? It's, it's not a truth, is it? You know, when I hear a common theme through all of these beliefs and mindset and programs that you're talking about, and it's just, it's about belonging, being loved and belonging. And yet, yeah. even though all of the human, every human being just desires to be loved and accepted, that's what it is. As loved they and accepted. Are. Yeah. And that brings us to belonging. And yet we have this innate spiritual part of us to be loved and belong. Yet we judge, we have fear, we are terrified of being alone. The judgment creates more alone, (laughs) more disconnect. The scarcity mindset prevents us from connecting. So it's all such a cycle what do you, I heard you say you grew up in a religious household and, and not that I want to talk religion here, but I, I am fascinated at, I've been, I've been listening to this podcast and she's a conservative. And at first I was super triggered by it, but I start listening to what she's saying. And I'm like, she has some valid points here about what we're doing in our society with this modern mindset, with the the gender and the, you know, just these different topics that are actually really detrimental to some of our children. And so what would you say as far as growing up in a religious household and now basing your life more on a spiritual, mindful aspect in life, what would you say are the healthy aspects that religious religion teaches us that create that connection, that love and that belonging and what were the toxic ones and how can we transmute the concept? Cause I think the concept is there because it's in all religion yet there's some twisted stuff in there that comes back to fear and control. Yeah. So what's your take on that? Yeah. Um, I think the thing that some doctrines teach like um, moral values and ethics are amazing right but on the flip side of it and it comes back to what you were saying Christy about judgment there are there is a lot of judgment within um religious like doctrines that that again creates that barrier that it doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't create safe space for people to be who they are because we're making a judgment on what is right and wrong and who are we to make that judgment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, from my perspective, it's definitely teaching you, um, I don't like to use the word good, but as in high moral standing, I guess. And I think that's a, that's a nice thing that religion offers um, in terms of um, giving as well, you know, being open to, to give. Um, it's, it's when you put, conditions on the giving right that take you away from unconditional right 
um, love. And I think that, and it's a very thin line, you know, between that that judgment and the conditional and unconditional. Um, but when you get to the point of unconditional love and acceptance, it, it's it's mind blowing because anything is possible and there is no right or wrong. And all of the polarities and the dualities, they all just come in, like they all just come together, right? Into alignment, into a balance. Mm-hmm. It's understanding. Yeah. Yeah, psychology says that the more rules and restrictions you place on yourself, the more likely you are to break them, which I find is very fascinating with religion. I don't know why I'm on this religious kick with you, but we're going to go there. (laughs) (laughs) So if, if psychology has studied this and they see people with too many rules and restrictions break them, Yet religion has rules and restrictions and rules and restrictions. They use shame and control. Yes. But we're more likely to break rules the more we have. It's so counterintuitive. Yeah. And and I think you've hit it right there when you talked about shame and control. And it is that thing. It's it's the shame, the blame and the control, isn't it? Um, And I think those three things are really important. And that's that's how we're not creating safe spaces for people, right? Mm -hmm. When we're shaming them, when we're judging them, and you're instilling those those programs constantly over years and years into into people, into children. Um, And then when they grow up, they do the same thing. So again, that's a repeated pattern that carries on. Why are we judging that person? Because they're wearing this or because their hair's like this. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Right. And with our desire to create connection and our fear, and then we're shaming, it's all creating so much more disconnect. Yeah. Well, if you were to give us a a replacement belief for these three things, which is fear of being alone, fear of judgment, lack of scarcity. And I can see this as a foundational thing in just about everything. Um, What's the flip side of that? So I think for me, I had to I had to reprogram myself, right, by acknowledging, identifying, and releasing these these three core programs. But there were others as well um, in terms of that commitment and in my abandonment issues and trust issues as well. Um, to really understand and believe that it's okay to be alone, right? Like. You don't need somebody, but you only understand that when you're able to understand that you can get yourself through anything. And, I mean, and, and that want or need to be with somebody or think that somebody is going to bring you your fulfillment and happiness. Um, that's how we end up in codependent and dependent connections, right? Um, or because we haven't spent enough time learning our needs or like when we're younger, uh, because we're programmed to believe that getting married or the ultimate success in life is finding love. But we place high expectations on others then to like our partners or family members. And it's unreal. It's, it's that it's, it's imbalanced because both of those people are then playing a role that's untrue to themselves. Um, and you can never get anything fulfilling and lasting if if it's not true to you um, or if you're doing what's expected of you instead of what's real and what feels good that that's my that's been my recent new motto actually like my question is always and I do this with my friends as well like does it feel good to you 
Like that's the only question, just to get you started on, on thinking about like becoming aware of yourself and how you're feeling and learning yourself. Um, and it's about building, like you were saying, um, it's like humans need connection. That's the only thing really that we look for with connection and belonging, like learning yourself is really about building that connection with yourself first, right? Because that's how you then open up the space to build connections with others, right? You, you are able to be more empathic. You're able to sympathize and empathize and look at things from multiple perspectives. So I think, yeah, for me, one of, one of the key things on the flip side is learning to be alone with yourself and being okay with it. Um, I think that's super important. Yeah. And I like that you're bringing that up because here we are talking about, it's an innate human nature to belong and to be loved and accepted. Yet you hear in this spiritual realm of things or this mind, you know, the land of the mindful transformative leaders that we need to be, we need to be able to be alone and we need all these things yet it's unhealthy to be alone. So what is the connecting piece? How do we find a balance of connection belonging, family, tribe, and that balance of we still need to be alone because we need to know who we are and to be true to ourselves with now we've talked about shame disconnecting us and we do all these judgments and these things which create disconnect because we're afraid of being alone. And so then we're creating more being alone, but it's unhealthy to be alone, but we need to be alone. Yeah. So unmap and unravel that for us. So we yeah. know how to connect to ourselves, connect to others, create this harmony and balance with our, our family and our people and our tribe. So we can feel like we belong and we are, you know, um, connected and loved and accepted. Yeah. yeah and true think, to ourselves and we know ourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that, and that's where it starts, isn't it? Because because we're we're not taught what our needs might be or because we've been um neglected in multiple ways when we were younger we have to go through the process of identifying and learning who we are again right because we've never known not even again because we've never really known we've lived to the expectations and conditions that were placed on us so once you're able to then figure out who you are as an adult now right so now people you have the ability to to create your own sets of values and beliefs now you're a grown-up right we're not kids anymore we can stand up for ourselves and a lot of those things are breaking barriers as well even within yourself to be able to do that but once you're able to learn yourself you can then when you are then trying to connect with others it's much easier because you're not relying on the other people right? So you're able, this, it's like this ebb and flow. It's, it's like waves. I see it as waves, right? So you're able to connect with somebody and then you're able to pull your energy back and reset yourself and rebalance yourself when you feel like maybe you're overgiving or overextending yourself um, or, and maybe you're not getting enough back from that connection. So you're constant. And, and I think you do that across five different pillars. Um, and if you're able to master those pillars within your own being, you're then able to better connect with others. And for me, like those pillars, for example, because they, they are your emotional, your mental, your spiritual, your physical and your financial. If you can master your own being in those five pillars, you are then able to come into any connection and then always bring yourself back to balance when you feel like you're overextending or the energy is not quite 
um, reciprocated or maybe you're maybe you're not getting enough back or you're giving too much and you know you need to pull yourself back and I think it's always about once you learn to master yourself in these five areas you're then able to always bring yourself back to balance so you can openly go and connect with people because you know how to then manage yourself to bring yourself back to your own balance and everybody's balance will be different yeah, that's really great, you know, to, to be able to look at it in an organized way and see that there's a structure to this. And <laughs> we know that as coaches that we have structure and processes, but to, to, to allow others to know that it's that simple and it, it is simple. Simple doesn't mean easy, yes. but, <laughs> but it, it does make it doable. Like you can wrap your head around it, know that it's possible for you then. And it feels really, really good. Yeah. How and that, and that, work with oh, you? Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, we're just going to, and that structure is, is just a framework, right? So it's very, um, it's very subjective and it's tailored to every single individual because their own conditions and programs and traumas will be completely different. Everybody's experience is so individual. Um, but there are many aspects that people can relate to. Um, which is what the, the, the structure and the framework gives. It gives you a process to go through to be able to allow yourself like a better understanding of yourself right and it is that mastering of yourself really so sorry you were saying something and I just cut you off there yeah no I think that was a great addition I was just gonna say you know if this is resonate resonating with somebody and and I know that you have worked with um with youth as well what would you say to, to people and parents that this is resonating to, how do they start their journey? I guess is what I'm trying to ask. How do they start their journey and how do they start to implement these five pillars? And of course they can work with you, but there has to be a starting point for them to even realize and recognize that that's the right step for them. What would you say would be some good entry points to this I think yeah, I think you're right. And I think it is that because I think half of the battle is acknowledging that there is trauma that sits in your subconscious, right? I think if people aren't willing to see and they think my life's good, it's the way it is, it's the way I want it to be, you're basically you've basically compartmentalized your trauma because you didn't want to deal. You just didn't want to deal with it. Um, and at some point that will keep tapping on your door and you're going to have to address it <laughs> and the layers of it, right? Because it's years and years of buildup. Um, so for me, the first place um, I would recommend people to start investigating would be to do some inner child work or to at least do a bit of reading to understand a bit more about the inner child. Um, I think that's always a good starting point. And then I think after that, I think it will be to set start learning to set healthy boundaries. I think that's something, again, I definitely wasn't taught as a child coming from an overgiving, overextending family. And um, being a little girl, you're taught to, you know, you're definitely taught to please, people please. Yes. Don't rock yeah. the boat, don't stir it, don't make anyone uncomfortable. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But make yourself uncomfortable, like kill that child inside of you, right? Um, and it's just all built up. So I think those two things would be the key areas. I think some inner child work and learning to set healthy boundaries, um, which, like you said earlier, none of it's easy, but you've got to be willing. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it to do 100%. those. 
So how can somebody work with you if they're interested in these five pillars of self-mastery? Yeah, so I a bit about me. So I basically, I work with mums um, um, and professional women. Um, and it's really to connect deeply for, for parents. It's about connecting deeply with their children. And again, this comes from that understanding your own child, inner child so that you can then better connect with your children, right? Start living consciously so that you're not passing on your traumas and you're not they're not going to be repeating those same cycles. And I do it by kind of um, helping them to create a deeper understanding of how their childhood has impacted their life as an adult, uh, has led to repeating patterns and limiting beliefs that keep them trapped and ultimately unfulfilled, right? Um, so it's an online program actually, and it guides you and parents to kind of identify the triggers and the emotional mental blocks that we were talking about across the pillars um, that I think a lot of people have been carrying for what, 20, 30, 40 years, right? So, um, so you've, you've got to be willing to be like, I want to make a change in my life. How am I going to transform my relationships firstly with myself and then with those that I love? Um, and it all comes to be willing to understand your needs because everything stems from our unmet childhood needs even if we don't acknowledge it right um so yeah so i've created designed and structured um the program so that it's for busy mums and busy female professionals you can spend a few hours a day on the program and it's great because you can do it in your own time and i really do understand that time is the most precious thing right um so yeah, it's designed to be completed in seven days because I understand everybody's pressed for it. Um, and especially if you're a working parent um, and you wanna see results quickly, it just allows you to get focused on one thing and one thing only. Um, and that's about releasing your subconscious beliefs so that you stop passing them on to your children. And it, it takes you to your path, you know, to find what we were talking about earlier. So it's that acceptance, the compassion, the understanding and ultimately unconditional love by learning to love yourself first. Um, and that way you can extend that out without the conditions to the people that are closest to you. Um, so yeah, so it gets you to set the example for your children and hopefully we can start freeing future generations from, from our patterns. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, what I heard you was with the pillars, when you were talking about the pillars, you brought up the financial pillar too. And what I have found in, you know, I work with healers and transformational facilitators to profit in their business. And there's so much correlation to that self-worth piece and those boundary pieces and the, the self-understanding piece to our money. And I love that you address that and bring that up. And we're going to need to have a conversation about that specifically just yes. because it's so powerful. I hear, I hear a lot of people and I see a lot of posts about charge your worth, charge your worth. And it just, it's like ch fingernails down a chalkboard to me <laughs> because you can't charge your worth in business. It's not, it's not even connected on any level. And, and you're still putting a gauge to my worthiness yes. when you say charge your worth. So then you're like, well, where's my worth? You're still gauging it. You're still putting yourself on a judgment scale and you can't charge your worth. You have to charge the value of what you have to offer and the results that you get. Yeah, and, and it's the impact. It's the impact it's going to have on, on someone's life, right? Like mm -hmm. to, to understand um, and to reprogram yourself from unworthiness to, to worth and value. Like that's invaluable. 
<laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a great conversation. We'll have to do, uh, we'll have to do that specific yeah. topic. Um, get some, get some good stuff stirring up and <laughs> add some I think, heat. <laughs> I think one of the things that I find is that like most parents focus on providing, and this this was my experience, and I'm sure it like res- will resonate with, with many people, but they focus on providing like for their children's physical needs. And then they forget to dedicate attention and awareness to like in a healthy and balanced way to the other three aspects of child development, right? That their emotional needs, their mental needs, their spiritual needs, like, you know, money is one thing. And sure, like as a parent, you want to make sure that your kids are fed and housed and, you know, warm. Um, And it's like, it goes back to that Maslow's hierarchy of needs as well, doesn't it? Um, But you need to be providing more than that because otherwise things are going to impact your children, like I said, for decades after. Yes. And once that foundation is in place, we can trust it because it is a foundation, that financial foundation. And that is the the bottom tier, the foundation of that that hierarchy of needs chart. It's when you start to progress that you can really go to highest level transformation. And that's what the podcast is about. And if you can get yourself to that mindset of abundance, and it sounds like you have those foundational tools to get your mindset in a growth mindset, get your self-worth, self-value on point, get your connected. That's such a, a powerful piece to, to manifesting that highest consciousness, highest level living, yeah. which is what we strive for really as humans. Yeah. And it takes you to your ultimate fulfillment, right? Which is, which is what we were talking about earlier. Um, when you do build those layers and those foundations and you have to start from scratch because the programming that you've inherited doesn't apply anymore, right? So you literally have to start from scratch to rebuild those those foundational um, elements. Um, But then it takes you to your ultimate fulfillment because you are able to understand that your grounding in your financial stability is set, right? And then you're able to move into the other areas and then ultimately taking you to joy and fulfillment uh, right at the top. Um, But yeah, all of it is a journey. And like I said, it's it's ways and you ebb and flow through, through, through each of those kind of different stages. But it's a really beautiful journey if you're willing and, you know, you're up to make a difference. Yeah. And you know, the word fulfilled, if you really think about that and sit with that, when you're fulfilled, you're spiritually fed, spiritually nourished and things come easier. That doesn't mean you're not going to have hard, hard moments or bumps in the road, but that feeling of fulfilled at a spiritual level is it, it frees you to do bigger things. Yes. It frees you to open yourself up to receiving, to making that impact that you want to make, to growing your business, to raising happy, healthy children. Yeah. Yeah. It takes you to passion and purpose, doesn't it? Um, because you're operating from your soul space instead of your, your, your space of logic, right? The mind and where things have been fed into you. Um, uh, when you're operating from your soul space, um, things will come naturally. But like you said, it doesn't mean that there won't be hard work involved and you do have to take action. Um, but I think it's you following your true path, which will naturally lead to your purpose and your passion. Yeah. And that kind of brings us full circle here because we introduced you as a soul coach. (laughs) And so we're wrapping it up with when you reach this level within yourself of 
self-mastery, you are operating from that soul space. So we'll leave you with that because that's perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, Christy. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. And I will see you on the next one. Brilliant. Thanks.